thank you for listening to the weekly message at First Baptist Church in Bushland, Texas. Hey, if you got a bulletin, grab it. On the back of your bulletin, you'll see the outline for today's message. Uh, we're continuing our uh, talk, our, our study about experiencing God together. We're looking at a whole lot of stuff about the church and, and just, just what God says about the church. Not what, what America says about the church, but what God says about the church. Today, we're continuing that look at the new covenant. We talked about the covenant a couple weeks ago before Easter. Uh, but this is the new covenant in Christ, and, and that's the key words, though, in Christ, and we're going to look at that. Next week, we're going to look at, I had a young person ask me after the service a couple weeks ago, what are some tangible examples of the new covenant today? That's pretty good. I won't let it out of your hat. We'll look at it next week, okay? But there are some things. What, 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 I mean, you say the word new covenant, a lot of people don't even use that word anymore, but that's a big, big deal. So what, what, when, when does the church act out or demonstrate or participate in the new covenant? That's a good question. It's a very good question. Some of your adults are like, I, that's a very good question. I didn't have that question. That's a very good question. We're going to look at that next week. I want you to go in your Bible, uh, 1 Corinthians 11. Look at 23 to 26. 1 Corinthians 11, 23 through 26. You've heard this before. I read this and talk about this at the Lord's Supper, but I want to set the table with this. Uh, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 23. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it, and he said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you'll proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again. Now, it's a beautiful text right there. We use it each time we do the Lord's Supper. But again, it talks about the new covenant in Christ. There, there, there was an old covenant. Okay, We're under the new covenant today. The, the old covenant was given to God's people on Mount Sinai when God gave the Ten Commandments. We know that Exodus 19 and 20. Okay, These were written on stone. These were what the people were supposed to do. Okay, As long as they did them, they were blessed. When they did not do them, they were cursed. You get the locusts and you know, all kind of junk. Okay, All kind of cursing, all kind of things when they disobeyed God. Now, there is a massive difference between the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, and we're going to look at that in a little bit. I want you to go one text first before we get there. Go to Deuteronomy. Look at verse 30. We're going to be all over the Word today, so just go ahead and lick your fingers. They're probably dry. Put some lotion on or something. But look at, look, go to Deuteronomy chapter 30. I want to set all this up before we start breaking this down. Deuteronomy 30, look at verse 15. I'm going to go 15 to 18. I'm not going to read 19 any further. Deuteronomy 30, 15. This is Moses' last words, what he speaks to his people. It says, See, I set before you today life and prosperity, death and destruction. For I command you today to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commands, decrees, and laws. 
And then, then you will live and increase, and the Lord God will bless you in the land you are entering and possessing. But if your heart turns away, turns away, and you are not obedient, and if you are not drawn away and drawn away to bow down to other gods and worship them, I declare to you this day that you will certainly be destroyed. You will not live long in the land you're crossing, the Jordan, and entering and possessing. Remember the scenario there. They're about to cross the Jordan, go to the promised land. Moses says, here's the deal. you got to do this, and you'll be blessed. If you don't do this out of obedience to God, you're going to be cursed. Now, I want you to understand that the people really wanted to obey. They really wanted to obey. They did. Okay? But there was a massive problem, and we're going to look at it. Guys, flop up. We did do Old Testament first. Let's look at some things about the Old Covenant. Here's Old Covenant. God's people failed to fulfill their part of the covenant. Would you agree or disagree? Agree. They didn't do a good job. God's laws were written on tablets of stone. We just saw that, okay? Uh, God's laws brought conviction of sin. You bet it did. God's laws revealed a corrupt heart that resisted God's will. Yes, it did. God's law gave his people no power to keep the laws. And I want you to camp on that last part. That's where we're going to be today. God's laws gave his people what? No power. None to keep the laws. None. Okay? Go to new. Go new covenant. I don't trust myself. I'm going to back into that. God enables us to fulfill our part of the covenant. What did the other one not do? It did not give us the power to do that. Didn't, we didn't have it. It, didn't, it. There's no way we can do it. This one we can. God's laws are written what? Not on stone tablets, but on a what? Hearts. Amen. God forgives sin and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. 1 John 1, 9. Thank you. God provides a new heart that is responsive to whose heart? His. A heart of stone. Does a heart of stone respond to anything? Mm-mm. Nothing. Christians have the Holy Spirit to empower them to know and do God's will. Go back to Old Testament real fast. Old Testament. Go back to Old Covenant. I'm sorry. And you see this list right here, what do you see? You know what I see? I see heaviness. I see heavy. I see hard. I see, I, I see there's no freedom there. You, you try, you try, and you try, but you can't do that. You can't do that. Go to the, go to the New Covenant. That right there. That's freedom. It's light. You can do it. You, he enables us to do it. Now, I want you to go in your scripture. This is going to test you a little bit. Ezekiel. Uh-oh. Some of you wanted kids sitting by your parents. Help them out. Ezekiel. You can use the table of contents. Just don't let your spouse see you peeking. All right? I'm on page 107. I mean, 770, by the way. I don't know if that helps. Ezekiel. I want you to listen to this and look at this, okay? Ezekiel 36, Ezekiel 36, 26. These are great words here. Ezekiel 36, 26. I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. 
I will remove from you your heart of stone and give your heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. I will do what to you? Give you a new heart. Look at Old Covenant again, please. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. That's bondage right there. That's hard. That's heavy. I'm going to tell you, that you, I still see people, and I still see churches today, living under New Covenant. It's heavy. It's burdensome. You're always trying to earn salvation. You're always trying to do the right thing. How many of you have heard this statement, and maybe you've heard this week, I'm trying to be a Christian. What? When's the last time it's about me and you? I can't be that. I must die and be resurrected being a new person to ever be what God wants me to be. As long as I am alive, I'm not going to do it. The more of Jeff, the worse. The less of Jeff, the best. I've said before, y'all don't really like me. You really like the Jesus in me. All right? And that's true for all of us. It's the old covenant was heavy and burdensome, and it felt like a boulder, man. I'm telling you. And, and the more that the people really wanted to do all of those laws and decrees and all that stuff, but they could not keep all that. You can't keep a bunch of laws. It's not about that. Jesus came in a new covenant. Go there. In that new covenant, my friends, what he did there was, he said, there's no way you can do it in yourself. I will send Jesus, the atoning sacrifice, who will die okay, on a cross for you. And he will leave for you the Holy Spirit. And when you accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, as Nicodemus did when he was born again, God gave him a new heart. He took that old heart of stone, rule-keeping, 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 rule-keeping heart out, took it out, heart surgery, and he put a new heart in there, a heart that loves the Lord and can obey the Lord. And now, because of our new heart that he put in us through salvation, we can what? We can obey the God. We can obey God because why? Because we have the power of the Holy Spirit in us to do that. Without it, you can't do it. You're always going to be missing what God has for you as long as you're doing it. You can't do it. You've got to let Him do it through you. And the only way to get that done is getting a new heart, letting Him be born again. The old covenant said, if you obey me, I will bless you. If you obey me, I will bless you. The new covenant says this. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in obedience. You see the difference? If you obey me, I'll bless you. Well, I'm trying. I know you are, but you can't. Because apart from me, you can do nothing. Amen? Apart from me, you can do nothing. Once I'm whacked off the tree, I'm dead. Unless I'm connected to the vine boy, I got power. I got power. And see, the Holy Spirit of God living in us causes us to walk in obedience to the Lord. 
The, whole, the scripture says that we must keep in step with the Spirit. I wonder why it says that. You ever wonder why it says keep in step? Because he says, if I will put a heart in you that allows you to walk in obedience with me. So that means whatever God did in your life last year, he, you're missing a whole bunch of what he wants to do in your life this year. Don't live here. I remember when God spoke to me at youth camp. Was that the last time? Is that the last time? Is he not still speaking? The only story you got about being obedient to God happened when you were 18 years old? Dude, you're 61. <laughs> you probably can't remember, if you were honest, what happened at 18, okay? You, that's not it. God says, I want you to get saved. I'm going to fill you with the Holy Spirit of God. You're going to get in the Word. You're in the new covenant, and you're going to walk in step with the Holy Spirit. And as you walk, I'm going to cause you to be obedient as you walk because you're in a new covenant with me. Because I'm going to put a heart in you that can follow me and do my word. Because if you're trying to do this word without the Holy Spirit in you, you won't do it. You can't do it. You can't do it. This thing makes no sense without the Holy Spirit of God. I have been with men and see them get saved and meet with them afterwards. And they say, dude, let me show you what God, let me show you God's word. Did you know this was in the Bible? Did you see this? And I'm looking at them. Yeah, yeah, I did. You've read this a thousand times. No, 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 no. No, I, I've seen it, but I ain't read it. I ain't seen this. And, man, them guys are jacked up over Scripture. Why? Because they got a new Bible at Lifeway? No. Because they changed translations? No. Because they changed their hard, cold, stone heart for a heart of God and the Holy Spirit of God interprets the Word of God. And the Word says that I will give them a spirit of what? Wisdom and revelation. Not a new Bible. A spirit of revelation and a spirit of wisdom. Where does wisdom come from? From God. He says, if you don't have, ask. Many will put that heart in you and you can do it. See, we got too many people trying to live like Jesus wants them to live, but they're under the law, and they're under the old covenant. Buddy, when you get under the new covenant, you are free indeed. And in freedom, dude, you can follow the Lord. You can do it. Now, you're going to fail, but the beautiful thing about the new covenant is when we fall and fail, we're under the blood. That is not dry, dude. It is wet today. It is forgiving today. It is cleansing today. And he'll restore you today. There's a big difference between living in the old covenant and the new covenant. I mean, I could walk in some churches today, and they're living in the old covenant. Heavy, like a funeral. Okay? Not a celebration of life. I'm not a funeral. Right? I'm talking heavy, burdensome, rule-keeping, dress code, how to sit in a chair, how to speak. I mean, it, it's just heavy, man. As, you, if, as a young person, you grow up in that, you know what you can't wait for? Not graduation from high school. Mm -mm. Graduation from that church. I mean, you, you run like a kid naked at a picnic. I'm out of here, man. I mean, gone. And you wonder, and you wonder why they join a church like they join life. It's called life. I like life. I'll do death when God tells me to, but right now I'm going to do life. And, and if I'm living 
in the Spirit of the Lord. I want to go to a church that's living in the Spirit of the Lord, where, where lives are changed every day. I could have about 35 men stand today and give you a testimony of Wednesday night when absolute, I mean, revival happened right there. I mean, we had guys Wednesday night walk out with their mouth open, and I don't think it's shut yet. Am, am I lying? I mean, they saw, they saw, um, woo, mm, they saw it. That, I mean, they saw God fall right in front of them. And guys are like, dude, I didn't even know that stuff happened anymore. I, I thought that, no, I didn't know that it didn't happen. It happens because he's still living, and he's all about the new covenant, dude, all about it. Huh. Okay, I'm excited. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Both covenants, as you see here, both covenants deal with the heart. Are we wrong? The old covenant was about the heart. The new covenant is about the heart also, okay? But the new covenant includes the power of God working in us, and we know it today as the Holy Spirit. If, you're a real, if you've been a Baptist all your life, it's really difficult for a Baptist to say Holy Spirit. But I, it's okay. I want today, as your pastor, give you permission to say Holy Spirit. Okay, it's thank you, Hugh. But it's I'm telling you, it's okay to say Holy Spirit. I mean, I grew up in a Baptist church, and I don't know that I ever heard Holy Spirit for a long time. And then I went off to a private Baptist university and played baseball. And and when I got there, we had a thing called Time Out on Tuesday nights, and all the college kids would come together and worship and have testimonies. And dude, that's all they talked about was the Holy Spirit. And I'm telling you, I was like, wow, it's pretty cool. If I'd have had church like this, I wouldn't have sat as far back as I could under the balcony and played games in my hymnals about guess what number of hymn I'm about to open up to. Y'all, y'all ever played those games? I'm sorry. You're thinking, our pastor is not real deep. I've come a long way since then, okay? My wife's like, dude, we're going to talk at lunch. But, but here's the deal. When you see that kind of stuff and you're in a part of the church like that, I'm telling you, most churches today, you can predict what's going to happen before you get out of your car. I'm telling you, you can predict the songs, where people are going to sit. I, I can tell you a deacon's prayer before he prays it before the offering. Bless the giver and the gift. Duh. I, I just wanna, do you ever want to just say duh in, in a prayer? I'm like, okay. I mean, you can predict it. And I'm like, come on, man. I can't find the predictable God in my Bible. Why is he predictable in my church? I mean, gosh, can we have God do a new thing in church? Because he's doing a new thing all through Scripture. And when I see someone get saved, it's always a new thing. And when you're old and you become new, isn't that change? Man, can we not see that in the church today? When you get out of the old covenant and you get into this new covenant, you're going to see it. Because as long as you try to keep a rule over here and list the rules and do's and don'ts and all this other stuff, there none. None of that. None of that. It's over here. New covenant. I give you a heart. Take that stone out, put a real pumping, blood-pumping heart in there, and that's in tune with the heart of God. I've said a thousand times, and I always say it. You change a man's heart, and you change a man. You will. Every time. Every time. So why is, it, why is it a big deal? Because, preacher, you sure are excited about it. It's a big deal. 
So why is it a big deal that we understand the new covenant? Here's the reason. For Christians to lack knowledge of the covenant relationship, they will be unsure. Scripture calls them double-minded and unstable in their lives. You said, that, there's no way that could have that much impact on a person's life. <laughs> well, let's go to James and see. All right? Let's go to James because Lord knows the last thing I want you to do is take it from me. All right? Don't do Jeff's opinion. Do Jesus' opinion. Do his word. All right? James chapter 1. Here's why the new covenant is a big deal. James 1, look at verse 6. But when he asks, he must believe and not doubt. Because he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. Ooh, he is a double-minded man, unstable in all he does. Mm. The new covenant, when you know that new covenant, and you know you're in that new covenant, and you know that all of God's words, promises, and everything are amen and yes to you, you are not unstable you are not unsure. You're not double-minded. And when you approach the throne of grace, man, you approach it with confidence, believing that he will do what you say. And he will do what he says. I'm going to tell you something. It is very possible, and I've been there, to open a Bible, to read the Word, and speak doubt while you're reading it. I guarantee you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I should ask and be confident. Well, I prayed before. It didn't happen. I prayed and it didn't happen. I, I should. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I needed this to happen, and it didn't happen. I thought God loved me. I thought I was in a new covenant. Folks, can I just tell you something? God loves you. God has a timing. God has a purpose. And God has a plan. And he does not have to disclose that to you ahead of time. But you are obedient to continue to do the new covenant every day. And I promise you, you're going to see the goodness of the Lord. You're going to. Okay? Do not do a check score for God. Don't, don't score him, because if you're going to score God, <laughs> score yourself. Score yourself, okay? Because we want to give ourselves straight A's, and we want to give God D's, because he didn't do what we said to do. Folks, don't be double-minded. He either is who he is, and his promises are yes and amen, or he's not. And when you go to God, and when you get in His Word, and when you live in that covenant, you walk in that truth, and you do not look to the left or the right. You don't. You don't. As you're walking, and the wind blows, and doubt blows, and doubt's out there, you, man, I'm telling you, you're fixed on the King. You're fixed on the King. And you believe the best because you serve the best. And you walk in His Spirit, and you walk in His power, and you walk in His confidence because you're a King's kid. Because you're a King's kid.
Do not be unstable. Do not be unsure. And please, for the love of Jesus, don't be double-minded. Don't believe him in one moment and doubt him in another. Okay? And I'm, I'm telling you, if you do that, it's okay. I've done it. God, I'm sorry. Paxton and I were talking about it earlier. I mean, this, this, this stuff's getting old. <laughs> Amen? I mean, when I lay in bed at night going, now, why do I live here? You know? And, and you're like, God, I know you can send that rain. I know you can. And then it's just every day of wind and dirt. Every day of wind and dirt. Does it make you want to doubt? Yes. And I spoke it out of my mouth. and I had to slap myself. Because you can, you can do what you eventually speak. Trust me. If Christians understand the covenant relationship with God, they live in confidence and assurance that God will be faithful to keep His promises. Folks, if you are in that new covenant, then walk in that new covenant. And you walk with confidence, man. And confidence is a big, big word. Confidence says you can when even you're telling yourself you can't. Confidence, man. No matter what obstacle I face, no matter what comes up against me, no matter how much I think I can't, I am a king's kid. I've been ransomed by the king. I've been bought by the blood of the land. I, am a, I mean, I have the Holy Spirit living in me. I mean, you walk in confidence knowing who you are. In that new covenant, man, it must give us power. Power. And it can if you know who lives in you. Don't walk around like a wet pretzel. This world will beat your brains out and laugh in your face doing it. You walk with your head up, your shoulders up, and you walk. I mean, you face your obstacles head on with power. Because why? You're not under the law anymore. You've been set free. You're in a new covenant, baby. And his promises are yes and amen, and his promises are true. You've got to walk in that power. You've got to walk in that power. Last thing, go to 1 Peter. Go to 1 Peter. Y'all like, we are all over the place. Ezekiel all the way to 1 Peter. Do Bible drill 101. Right. 1 Peter chapter 2. Look at verse 9. Verse 9. 1 Peter 2, verse 9. But this is what the Word says about you. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His wonderful light. Once you were a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Mm. Christians enter into the new covenant with God that transforms their whole entire life. See, when you get in that new covenant with God, and when you're born again child of the King and the Holy Spirit of God lives in you, He took that heart of stone out, He put that flesh stone, that flesh heart in there, and it beats and, and, and pounds because Jesus, I mean, it, 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 Jesus' heart pounds, your heart pounds. Y'all are in unison, man, working side by side together with power. When you do that, when you walk in that covenant, it affects every other relationship you've ever had. Every one of them. So when you're at work, 
you're still in a new covenant. When you're at home, you're in a new covenant. When you're around people you don't like, you're in a new covenant. In every part of your life, it ought to be, it ought to be transferred. It ought to be new. And what happens is, when we walk in that, in that new covenant, and we don't have a heart of stone anymore, we have a heart of flesh, then we, who have been shown great mercy, can give out mercy. We, who have been shown much grace, can give out grace. We, who have been shown much love, can love the unlovable, even the ones you don't want to love. You say, well, preacher, that's all good and everything in church, but that's hard. I can't do that. Right. First step of healing is saying, I can't do it. And here's the deal. When you say, I can't, he says, thank you for dying. Woo, I can. Let's love them. Let's love them. I've been waiting on you to die for a while because you stink. You, you make me sick. You, 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 you can't do it. Get out of my way. Let me, through the power of the Holy Spirit, love people through you. Let me tell you something. When I forgave my dad, mm, set me free, man. See, I thought I was punishing him. I thought I was making him suffer. But you know who had the cancer? Me. I was dying daily, boy. Dying. Dying. And when I drove to that shop and walked in there, and he's sitting in there, and I said, Dad, here's the deal. I love you to death, and today I set you free. I set myself free, and I forgive you. I forgive you for this, 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 this. It hurt, it hurt, it hurt, it hurt, it hurt. And your words just haunt me, and I still hear them. And I got to get free. I got to set myself free. And when I gave that over to him and laid that at the cross, I'm going to tell you right now, I drove to Athens from Marshall, but I flew back. I got peanuts on Southwest because, man, I was free. I was free, man. I was free. I didn't even know I was so heavy. I would have never thought I was that heavy. But I was carrying that stuff, and I was carrying that stuff. I was carrying that stuff. And I was living as a born-again child of the king. I was living as a born-again child of the king in old covenant. I was living in old when I was new. God does not want his kids who have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb to live in old covenant. He wants them to live in new covenant. Don't be new and live in old. Be new and live in new. Because, my friends, I'm going to tell you, that's heavy over there. That is heavy. Scorekeeping heavy. All the time. Here, man, it's free. You got to live in freedom. Do yourself a favor today. If you're a born-again child of the king, will you please, please live out new covenant in Christ? Live in the new covenant in Christ. Not just in the new covenant, but in Christ. In Christ today. In Christ. If you're living here, you're heavy, you're burdened, it, 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 I mean, it's just taxing on you, man. There's no joy. There's nothing. It's a grind. It's a grind. When you live here in a new covenant, it sets you free. You're light. You're free. You have joy. Not, not happiness. Happenings bring happiness. But joy comes from the Lord. It's an inner joy, my friend. It's a joy. Set yourself free and get out of old bondage of old covenant into new covenant in Christ this morning. Let's pray. Father, this morning, I thank you so very much, Father, 
that even in an old covenant relationship, those old rules, those old, old, old laws that we couldn't keep, that you saw that. You desired that intimate, personal relationship with us, and you said, man, there's no way they can do that. I'm going to send my son, a spotless lamb, that's going to die on their behalf on a cross, and I'm going to redeem them to me. And through Jesus, I'm going to have a new covenant. I'm going to establish a new covenant in my blood. And my kids who know me can live a new covenant. And I will take the heart of stone out. And I will put a heart of flesh in them. And I will speak to them through my spirit that I've empowered in their life. And they can follow me. They can no longer say, I can't. I can't. Because the power of the Holy Spirit of God will allow them to do it. So today, Father, there is somebody or somebodies in this place that needs to tell themselves they can through Christ. Because they've been telling themselves they can't. They've been speaking lies, and they spoke lies so long that they're living in lies. God allowed them to say, I'm a born-again child of the King, and I live in a new covenant in Christ. No longer held in bondage of the law anymore. God, today, set your people free. Set your people free today. As you cried, you want to set us free. God, don't let us leave this place heavy and in chains. Let us leave this place light and free today. God, today, if there's a person at the sound of my voice that's been trying to live the Christian life without the power living in them, and they've been miserable every day because they're trying, but they're not seeing results. Because it's all them. It's never been Jesus. I pray today that they will die to themselves. They will give up. And they will give their lives to Jesus. And he will make them new, God. God, I pray that. I pray if there's a family here today looking for a church home. Looking for a church with life, with power. God, you lead them here this morning. God, maybe there's some people here today that just needs to come to the altar of God who are heavy. And God, they need to set themselves free today. They need to give it over to you. They need to let somebody go. Let somebody's go. So God, you move today. On the other side of obedience is always blessing. And during this invitation time, God, may we be obedient. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.